0: Less stress means more optimism, and slow, deep breathing can actually help you feel calmer. So if you're feeling stress and anxiety, even if you're not, take a moment and breathe in through the nose, deep into the belly, expanding your ribs. Hold it and let it out. Feel better? Frost. Opt for optimism. Love, talk, radio.
1: Good morning and welcome to Franchising in You, a production of Franchise Foundry. My name is Paul Segretto and I'm your host Saturday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time, 8.30 a.m. Central. If you're interested in learning more about owning your own business and considering franchising as the path to business ownership, then this podcast is right for you. If your interest is in expanding your portfolio of businesses and franchises, then you're in the right place. If you're a current business owner, exploring whether or not to franchise your business, and franchising in you is right for you. I'd like to thank my guest last week, Stan Friedman, in our premier segment of Franchising in You. Stan helped dispel the myths about franchising and provided excellent perspective on steps individuals should take as they begin to explore franchising. That show, along with all segments of franchising and you, are available on demand on blogtalkradio.com and soon on iTunes. You can also listen to Stan and I as we're co-hosts on one of the franchising's oldest and most popular podcasts, Franchise Today, which airs live Wednesdays at noon Eastern Time, also on Blog Talk Radio. Be sure to check it out to learn all about sensible, sustainable franchising. Before we bring on today's very special guest, I'd like to remind you that Franchising in You is sponsored by FranFund. Franfund partners with franchisees to get the financing they need to get the doors to their businesses open quicker and easier. By crafting personalized forward thinking funding strategies that help solidify the dreams of franchise ownership, franchise fund fund positions franchisees for long term success. And with its own in-house lending team who takes care of the underwriting, FranFund is able to accelerate the funding process so clients can move forward even faster. To learn about the personalized options that are available to you, visit FranFund.com to get your free funding toolkit. And today we have a great opportunity to learn more about FranFund as our special guest, Jeff Sieber. Jeff is the president and CEO of FranFund. And is a veteran in the franchise industry with firsthand experience as a franchise owner, franchise developer, and new franchise creator. After a successful career as an operations and development leader, helping brands including Domino's Pizza and Great Clips expand and evolve, Jeff Co founded Franchise, which is now a prominent national franchise consulting group. Through his diverse experience and exposure to all aspects of the industry, Jeff recognized the need for a financial partner to provide insightful funding strategies specific to franchising. And in 2006, he founded Franch Fund. Jeff serves on the Titus Center for Franchising Advisory Board and the IFA Supplier Board, and is a regular speaker at franchise industry events. He also takes pride in his local Fort Worth community, where he serves on the Chamber Advisory Board and the Frog Club Board for Texas Christian University. Jeff. Thank you for being our guest this morning on franchising, and you.
0: Well, thank you, thank you, Paul. I, I, I appreciate that uh, introduction. I didn't realize it was going to be quite that lengthy, but um, um, it does summarize <laughs> a lot of things about, about the company and myself, and, and part of the reason for uh, for where we sit today. So,
1: thank you very much. Absolutely, I always like to make sure our audience knows, you know, the the different points about our guests and the different directions that they come from. And I think the fact that um, you've been involved in franchising for so long, but, you know, have worn a couple of different hats, both as a, a franchise developer but also as a franchise owner, a franchise creator. You got involved in the uh, the franchise development side with the development of, of franchise. And, of course, you know, most recently over the last 12 years, you know, Fund. I probably said 12 years and you probably just thought to yourself, Oh my God! Has it been that
0: long? Yeah, you are exactly right on that. Doesn't does not <laughs> seem like that long. Uh, you know, on one hand, you know our industry, uh, both franchising and financing, uh, especially, has been through a lot of change in in that twelve year period. Um, but on the other hand, you know every day's every day's a lot of fun, and it just doesn't seem like I've been doing this that long. So. Um, that, you know, that 12 years was one of those that you're exactly right. And when you said 12 years, I was like, Wow, it has been that long! So, you know, it's interesting. You know, we, you,
1: you, you said that. I was thinking of 12 years, and I'm thinking, you know, 2006, and I'm sure you weren't um expecting what was going to happen in 2008, right after you got into uh, what at that point was a very difficult space.
0: Well, you are exactly right in that, you know, I either thought that, you know, you hear about, you know, business opportunities being there when uh, sometimes you have to be like the salmon and, and swim upstream from what everybody else might be doing. And, and, and when 2007, 2008 rolled around, we were just, you know, in our infant stages and, and, and it was, well, do you, you know, what do you do here? You're kind of at a crossroads and it was, do you double down on this? And, and and you know invest more or do you you know do what most folks did which is back out as quickly as you can and, and, and part of the reasons that uh, you know we went into this or I went into this was totally to help people you know get the right money in place and it, it, you know if you're looking at it as if you're really setting out to do what you if you're really going to try to do what you set out to do there wasn't a more important time to be there and so you know, it was the, we'll, well, we'll ride it out as long as we can. And pretty soon, you know, we had, you know, our, our the banks that we, we kind of had a funny saying then, Paul, is that, you know, we considered it a good week. If we had, if we didn't have a bank close that either was ready to fund a client and they, they totally shut down or that owed us money. You know, it was like one of those things of, hey, it was a good week. We didn't have anybody else closed. Um, mm-hmm. But the, when, when we came through that and you get out to the other side, you know, we were sitting in a great position to, to move forward as the, as the as the ship righted a bit, and, and we continued on. So, um, you know, my friends thought I was crazy, you know, going you know doubling down into the financial world while uh, while it was totally in a freefall. But it, it turned out to be a good a good thing for us. Sure,
1: you know, I, I hadn't spent although I've spent my entire career in franchising, 36 years, and a majority of that. Uh, running franchise companies, also being a franchisee, never really paid uh, a lot of focus, uh, spent a lot of focus on franchise finance. And I remember somewhere in that time period, Steve Caldera had invited me to, uh, I think it was the, you know, kind of the the lending summit, finance summit. It was kind of an impromptu thing up in Washington. And um, I was, I, I thought, you know, why am I, here and it was the the best two days as I listened to you know bankers and franchisors uh, kind of squabble back and forth about the things that were you know going wrong as a as you know reason and and they were placing blame on each other and oh my god it was such a, uh, a fiasco and uh, or at least for me it was because like I said I hadn't been involved. On that side, we were really been exposed to that level, and uh, it was really quite interesting, which kind of backs me up to the, to the question, you know, so obviously you didn't have a crystal ball at that time in 2006. I don't think any of us anticipated some of the freefall that occurred, you know, 2008 into 2009, but you're running a very successful company that you developed that time, uh, as I said in the intro, franchise. So after such a successful run in developing, which was clearly a first-class business in franchising, what was the deciding factor that prompted you to turn your focus exclusively on franchise finance?
0: Well, you know, Paul, it was the need. You know, you talked about the, the background of of even all of the case things that you just said and my background of having been on so many sides of this ever since literally I was a delivery driver for Domino's pizza when I was in college. Um, And and my first job coming out of college was with, of course, Domino's pizza. Right. And so the, Mm -hmm. being through all of those parts, the one underlying thing that stopped so many people from, from, being successful was the ability to acquire financing, and more importantly, the ability to acquire acquire the best financing that they for their situation. Because every one of those things is different, and, and as a on the franchise side or the franchisor side or the potential franchisee side, all of those things depended upon that. And no one wanted to claim ownership of it, and no one you know no one wanted to or they didn't have the knowledge to claim ownership of it. I should say. And 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 so you've got people out there that would like to lend money if it's if it fits the risk profile in, in in both banks and private private sources for funds that want to get involved, but can't find the path to the to the to the folks that need the money or can help them place the money, and you know that that it fascinated and frustrated me that there was that big gap, and uh, you know getting involved in it then at the time we did it was like again very very apparent that we needed to do do and explore more things in order to uh, uh, in order to help both franchisors and and, and potential franchisees and existing franchisees uh, be able to move forward with their businesses and 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 help you know help the recovery in some grand ways but also help stabilize the the industry so um, it was uh, and it's been it's, it's been an awful lot of an awful lot of work but an awful lot of fun so um, it's uh, very rewarding to help people get, you know, kind of realize their dreams in that aspect of getting the right money in place, getting those things done, those loan closings around the office. And we have, you know, tr- you know, probably three, three or four of those a day. Every one of them is celebrated by the staff. I mean, there's a bell that rings. There's a, and I, I don't mean this big loud gong bell. There's a little like tinkle bell that, things that everybody knows hey somebody else got to start their business today and it and it and it, and it just kind of puts a charge in everybody across the board
1: sure what a great way uh to look at that i uh, think about you know the old movie um the old christmas movie uh the one with uh, jimmy stewart now all of a sudden the name um escapes me but it's one every year and and the little girl says uh you know every time uh uh, a bell rings, uh, another angel gets its wings. And I think in your office, it's another entrepreneur gets its wings and ready to fly. I think it's uh, absolutely great.
0: That is a tremendous way to describe it. it. It And it is that, it is that feeling. I mean, it's, uh, um, it, it, you know, everybody's, uh, everybody's excited. Uh, the, you know, the franchisor is excited. And of course the person who's getting ready to open their business is excited and and, uh, and, of course, our staff haven't worked with those folks for a while. Or, or, you know, we feel like we know them inside and out at that point, and we couldn't be happier for them. And then we hope to see them. Right. And actually, you know, yeah. And, and actually then, the on, name on, is. The uh, when they, they get ready for the next one and the next one. So,
1: Yeah. And, and the name is It's a Wonderful Life, uh, which uh, with Jimmy Stewart. And, of course, uh, entrepreneurship uh, is a wonderful life. Of course, it's got it's uh, its challenges like anything else. And uh, I could talk all day about the uh, the world of entrepreneurship. It's something I'm very passionate about. But you know, as it comes down to it, you know, even you know, thinking about that movie, and there was such a uh, a fear factor uh, in that movie of you know the bank uh, taking back the uh, the business that Jimmy Stewart's family had, and and just all those different things. Uh, there is a fear factor. And many people today are scared to death about owning their own business. Uh, often those thoughts are prompted by the fear of not qualifying, of thinking they're not qualifying for financing to start their business. As such, you know, some just throw up their hands and, uh, and never even try. It, it always amazes me in franchise development as I've seen brands um, send out, you know, an application. And the application, you know, has the the uh, the, the, the cash um, financial position and their, their bonds and their stocks and all this information and how hard it is at times to get people to send back. And yet uh, I've worked at some, and this goes back to, you know, Bob Gapper at Management 2000 when he came out with the request for consideration and there was Questions about what they were going to do and it was less of an application and truly more just to be considered and more people would be inclined um, To fill that out as opposed to just throwing up their hands and not trying So if you would Jeff first, please explain the steps that a candidate a prospect should be taken into uh, consideration and preparation for exploring funding sources and then also, along those lines, uh, give our audience an idea of the various options available for them today, because a lot of times, you know, their fear is, well, I apply for this, I only get turned down, I'm dead in the water. And I know from personal experience, we've had some candidates that felt that way, went to their bank, and got turned down, and actually uh, brought them to Fran Fund, and they were able to, uh, you know, come up with some very valuable solutions, and some of those p- people. Are in business still to this day. So, if you would go back to explain the steps they should take in preparing for the funding, and then, of course, lead into some options they might look at.
0: Okay. Great. Let me. Let me you know, a couple of things. If there's if there's nothing else that 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 anyone takes away from this today, it's it, it's that there is some preparation and 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 the other is to get rid of the fear it is to do some of this stuff very early on it, it, i think it's very hard for someone to focus on on uh, whether or not the business is right for them or whether or not all of the various things that they can do and make that decision until they know if they can get funded it's it's uh, uh, you know like when you most of the time a, a lot of our clients this is the first time they've ever done anything like this and 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 so there, there is that whole anxiety level of, of of what happens it's like the first time you bought a car you know you you you, you like the car but you didn't know if you could afford the car or if the scary finance guy in the back was going to give you you know the thumbs up <laughs> or the thumbs down and and, uh, you know, so you, you you couldn't really even focus on what you wanted, what kind of car you wanted or where you wanted to be until you got that answer. And after you got that answer, then it was, well, okay, now I can make a decision. Well, it, we're in a, we're, we kind of fill a very similar role and, but we're without pressure at, at our, at, at, you know, as a consulting company in this, I mean, we, we help secure funding and we do have some of our own funding and those type of things, but, we're not the final. We're not the credit committee. We're the ones that are going to help you prepare for the credit committee or, or see how that package needs to be put together for a credit committee. Very much to, to your point of some banks turn things down and others like them. I mean, some people, most banks don't like startup business. but Just about all banks like franchise business if they know it and understand it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we find, you know, franchise-friendly lenders, people that understand all the strengths of what, I think is the best business model ever put together uh, for small businesses, which is that franchise structure, um, and, and understand the inherent risk and understand all of the positive points to it. When you when you're walking into the into a into a credit decision with those types of people at the table, you get much more favorable results. And so, you know, a, a, and I'm not against local banks. I think local banks do fantastic things. And, and, you know, in all honesty, sometimes we lose a deal every now and then to a to a local bank who does get it, but um, the, most of them don't. And so, you know, it's much easier for a banker to say no than it is to take a risk and say yes. And so, the the, the the you know most of those most of those situations do just put people off and scare them. But the two things that I think everybody needs to know when they come in is is be prepared. And be honest. Don't mm-hmm. hide. Don't don't say. Oh, I hope they don't find that out. Or I hope that you know mm-hmm. they am going to like just fudge the numbers here and whatever. We can only help you as a as a perspective financial person if you're honest with us about what we're dealing with. And a lot of times, those things that might you might think are negatives, we address them up front in the presentation with a funder. Here's a here, okay, here's something we got to we got to work through this. We're gonna be able to work through this or not with the funder. Um, if they say yeah, we're okay with that, then all that all, all that anxiety over that whole thing goes away. And if they're not, yeah. then we need we, we should all know early, you know, if there's if there's something there that is going to block that path then let's let's all talk about it and see if there's another alternative or if there's or if, we're, if we are just dead in the water let's all be honest with each other and say all right well let's go work on getting that fixed over the next year whatever it is and we'll come back and try it again we had a a, a couple that wonderful couple and uh hey they were multi-million dollar net worth folks great income everything across the board and uh he did, but he would in his, in his earlier life in college, he might have uh, had a few illegal transactions that he um, got caught for when he was like 20 years old, and he's now you know mid 50s. Um, he he didn't disclose that. We had a complete credit approval and everything, and ran the they ran the criminal and cr- criminal background check, and of course it pops out even though it was 25 years ago. And and he didn't want his new wife – it was still his wife for 20 years to even know that or his stepchildren or any of the other people. He was just too embarrassed to put it on this sheet. And, you know, the loan got pulled, even though the lender was very honest in saying, if we would have known that, you know, if that had been disclosed, it would not have been an issue. The issue is well, we don't know what else he didn't disclose that we didn't find. And so – it's, it's tell us it, it, even if it's a private phone call to you know one of our folks on staff at you you even disclose it or, or feel like you have to disclose it you know more publicly let and see if it matters be honest let us know what it is we're dealing with and we're going to have way more chances for success and there's usually a workaround on just about everything as long as we can as long as we can address it um, and then be yep. prepared and what, what i mean for that is have an idea of what you want I mean, what your goals are. You may not have decided even which concept, but are you looking at multi-units because we want to structure things there where we can prioritize it for additional lending down the road? You're also going to have to have things like your tax returns available, be able to do a very complete personal financial statement, be able to explain any blips that might be on your credit report. And then and then have someone, uh, you know, and, and we, we do this through our grand school process, we have a, a soft pull on credit, but we pull complete credit reports and complete analysis that's done uh, by the small business desk at FICO, Fair Isaac, that most lenders use. So we get exactly the package to review with our clients that the banks are going to get. And we're going to see if there's anything in there that we're going to need to explain. Or more importantly, we're going to see something there and goes, guys, we're not going to have an issue. I mean that's the that's that's the majority of what happens. We're talking a little bit here on the negative side, but the majority of the time we pull that down and go, guys, this is going to work. Like, you know, you you, it, you know, it's kind of like here's your. I can't give you a pre approval until you tell me the concept, but here's what here's here's where you're going to be able to shop. Here's what you're going to be able to do. Here's the things that we are going to be able to do for you, and it uh, it sets them up very 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 nicely for that. Um, so I and, and then. As you need to assemble documents, especially as we get closer to a closing, you know they might ask for something that you don't understand, and the best answer is just go get it. And, and, and what I mean is there's someone in the they're, – they're building two different files when we're doing an SBA loan, and, and Paul, this may be way more in the weeds than you want to get or way more technical than you want to get, but the, the SBA isn't the lender. The SBA, the government, the Small Business Administration, the federal government, Backs those loans, but, you know. They're, so they're government-backed loans, not government-issued loans. And so the, the right, the, the government becomes becomes a guarantor for the bank of seventy-five, typically seventy-five percent, of that loan amount um, is guaranteed by the Fed. So the so the bank is really only dealing with that that for twenty-five percent risk in these loans, which is what drives small business, especially startup, new businesses, which have up you know, which which are which have a higher risk profile. And you're able to do that. Um, building that file for the government in case something does go wrong, um, the government likes to come in and, has uh, any insurance, because it's kind of insurance, any insurance inspector comes in, he's looking to make sure that they should be paying on that claim, and he wants to see all the documentation and everything that's there. So they're, they're building that file, that credit, that, that SBA file for that purpose, and also in, in case they decide to sell that loan down the line, that all of their documents are in order for whoever might own that loan at that time so it, it, some of it may seem a little tedious but it's really it really goes pretty quick and we close loans very very quickly through the SBI. I mean, that's another myth i think that's out there is that these things take forever they don't as long as you're collecting the documents sometimes from their clients is the is the hold up but if we get the documentation our typical closing timeline is a is, uh, you know, two weeks or maybe 12 to 15 business days total. So it, it depends on but you got to get the documents.
1: Yeah. Well, thank, I, I appreciate um, you clarifying that because uh, so many people do think it takes, you know, so long. And a lot of people think that it's a, an SBA loan that's actually, um, you know, where the funds are dispersed to the government. And as you said, they're just backing it, backing 75% of it. I really appreciate that. Before we take a deeper dive into uh, the fear factor. We'll take a short break to recognize another one of our sponsors. Franchising in You is also sponsored by Spadia Lignana, a national boutique franchise law firm representing franchisees and franchisors. The franchise attorneys at Spadia Lignana are sharp, experienced attorneys who understand business and the goals and aspirations of their clients. New franchisees need to understand the contracts and commitment they're making when joining a brand including but not limited to the FDD, their entity, and their retail lease. Spadia Lignana will help walk franchisees through every step of the process. The firm also helps franchisors navigate the Marriott of federal and state regulations, keeping them on track to grow and support their franchisees. Speed, service, and diligence are the foundational traits you'll find in every one of the attorneys at Spadia Lignana. Learn more about Spadia Lignana at www.spadialaw. Dot com. Jeff, again, looking at the fear factor, you know, when people are scared about about something, about anything, they often take others' words as gospel, and especially negatives or rumors. So that in mind, what are some of the myths? You already explained one about the SBA, uh, but some of the myths about financing a business today, uh, and, and and along with that, some of the challenges – they might face as they get deeper into the finance process.
0: You know, it's it's a uh, it, we can have a, a a bit of an adage around our office that uh, you know the the internet Google is not our friend, and because <laughs> while uh, while there is an awful lot of information, good information on the internet, of course, there's an awful lot of bad information on the internet, and there are other. Uh, how do I say it? some bad, uh, perhaps some bad actors on, on the internet as well that um, can take people and can get them, you know, skewed down the wrong path from time to time. Um, you know, I think you want to look for as you're getting your information to make sure you're getting it from reliable sources and make sure you're getting it from reliable people. Now, it, but that that so, but what do we do in the case of? You know, it's Uncle Joe or it's your local banker that you've known for years that's telling you something that, that, that it, as far as they know, is true. They're not trying to mislead that person. But they just don't have, you know, the access to the information and to the resources that, that a company like FranFund would have. And, and, and that is something you've just got to, I, I think, folks just need to, you know, stay on track until until you get through the process. I mean, let the process work. Let it, let it, let it come out. Let those answers come out. Then you get to make decisions on whether or not you want to move forward with those things or not. There's nothing that obligates you until you say yes. Go get the, go get the money under those terms for me, and let's 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 do this deal. Because you know we have several products that we are we are able to use beyond even the SBA loan, including you know one of our flagship um, products, what we call our Fran Plan, which is a we use it for the what the IRS calls rollover for business startup. Uh, and we're able to take that money that you have, that you may have accumulated in a past, job or in an IRA or some of your qualified plan money, and use that tax-free and penalty-free to invest in your new business. Now, you know if you're if you're telling that that, and when we use that for both the equity injection into loans. I mean, banks are very happy with that. We're able to inject some money there, or you can sometimes finance the whole business through that that as if you want to invest that much your portfolio directly into the business. But the, you know, uncle Joe or your local banker, if he's not familiar with how that program works and how the rest of the law works and how the, you know, retirement, you know, all the, all the, all the things that are involved in that, is probably going to tell you that's crazy. Those people can't do that. That's illegal. You're going to get taxed. You're going to get hurt. But no, you're not. There are literally thousands of people that do this every year. Um, and, uh, and we, we, you know, it's a, it's a very common, um, Process for a lot of larger corporations, a lot of corporate entities uh, that we're able to bring down to a lower level. So, uh, you know, the, don't don't rely on them. Rely on you know a little bit more of the of, of the facts that are the facts that are there. Um, and when you're using a, again, and I don't want to make this too much of a, a Fran Fund infomercial, but you know we do deal with 200 and something brands every year. That we fund in, 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 in brands that we, we funded last year will probably be closer to 250 here in 20 in 2018. We know those brands. We know the way the money works in those brands. We know the way that the banks, you know, which banks like that particular type of business. We know how to structure loans based on how those how those businesses perform. I mean, where do they hit cash to break even? Where do they do? all those type of things that we can factor in and work down to getting that, you know, the best money available um, to those people. So it, it's uh there's a lot of moving parts that just people don't have access to that total information. So be very, even though you love, you know, even though you love your uncle and he's been a strong businessman all his life, you know, push a little bit on going, well, how much of that do you really, what kind of background do mm-hmm. they have? And, and, and take that, take their advice, what they know but then try to dig deeper and find out the things that they might not
1: absolutely Um, so you know you you mentioned Rob's uh, rollover of the business startup we've talked about the uh, SBA and I think one of the myths that are out there is that if you get turned down by one you're going to get turned down by everybody and I know from experience um, in some of our clients working with uh, FranFund uh, there's actually been a combination of options that clients have been able to put together in order to help them achieve their uh, dream of ownership. Can you just touch upon how several things can work together
0: and form the uh,
1: the actual loan
0: package? Yeah, absolutely. So, Paul, there's, there's a, you know, every, you know, one of the exciting parts about our business is is every project is different. This is, there's no there's no cookie cutter way that, that this all works because everybody's personal finances are different everybody's every you know the, the all the different brands that are there all the different structures that are there the way that different lenders can look at things are there I mean we look at you know and it becomes one of those what is most important to you type of conversations that we like to have with our clients is that you know do you if you have a reluctance to pledge outside collateral we may we may you know, okay, that that but that will limit us, but it doesn't kill us. It just makes the options mm-hmm. then look like this. If you're willing to pledge some outside collateral, it makes them look like you know the, 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 the number of options gets bigger. If you're, if you're willing to put more um, more of a cash injection into the into the projects, in other words, if uh, uh, instead of the typical 25 to thirty percent injection on a new startup, business if you're willing to do that uh, beyond that if you're saying no i'll go 40 i'll go 50 the bank's going to be more aggressive with the rates and terms they come back with and it may even open up for you know for depending on the balance of the qualifications of the client it may even open up, up money that's not sba backed which which typically is a better a better interest rate fixed rate longer you know some very a lot of things that we can do there that uh uh, that, that allow us some, some additional options. So, it, you know, it's, it's really how we're you know, part of our process is to take people through that and get all of those type of questions answered and then present them with alternatives that says, all right, well, if you do this, we might be able to do that or, or those types of things. Um, the, uh, you know, the other part that I think is really critical, and I touched on this just a bit earlier, is looking out over the long term. We would structure someone who's looking for uh, – rapid growth over the next three to five years, we would want to structure that first loan and that first that, that first money that goes into the deal. Uh, it, with that in mind as we as we go through the options. In other words, there's some that are going to be very easy to either rebank or consolidate and other products that aren't. And so we, we want to make sure that we're looking at, at at those things so that we don't end up with somebody in the wrong type of money um 3 years from now when they're trying to open their third store and they and 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 they can't you know we can't get that done because of mistakes that were made or choices that were made back at the beginning so i mean that's a that's a key part of that thought process um, and, sure. I, and i also, we'll will tell people, Everybody runs a spreadsheet, right? I mean, you know, everybody pulls out Excel spreadsheets on these things, and everybody tries to put in, oh my gosh, what, how much is my money going to cost, and, and, and you know, how is that, you know how is that going to affect my cash flow, and all all of that type of, of stuff. And, you know, as you as as someone starts to put that together, of course, we can put in what what the money and rates and factors and stuff are today. But the key is, I mean, one of the things that I think a lot of people miss. Is as you get out to two and a half to three years later, uh, you, you know you're you're going to you are going to have earned better money than you may earn at the beginning. So I mean, think about the logic of that. So you've got a You've got a bank. You've got, as a bank, all, all a lender is always assessing risk. And as you show that not only the franchisor is strong, which we knew coming in, that you have strong personal resume to date on other things, which we have, right? But we don't have typically is how strong that person is in that situation. I mean, it, how right. much of those skills that they bring to the table have translated into the business? Well, two and a half to three years down the road, we do. And when we have that ability to factor that in, we can usually rebank a lot of these loans into a into a much more uh, into a much nicer financing package from that point forward. So I, think I encourage people to look at this as really, you know, two steps as they move along. Um, but you know, there's the there's the startup phase of the business. There's the startup phase of the money. But if you're successful, most likely you're going to have different money on that on that store on that on that business when you when you finish paying off those loans than when you started. And so the the return is going to get much much stronger as time goes along on the business.
1: Excellent. It's great great advice because a lot of people think about their funding at the beginning and don't think about it when they're in business two or three years. They just let it ride and uh, and not explore options. So looking into uh, a crystal ball, you know, we know is not the best way to forecast what the future might be. Certainly we don't want to take the thing we grew up with, that little eight ball we shook around and got an answer, uh, but certainly, speaking with an experienced finance professional like yourself, and of course those on your team at, at Franfund, could help you know people better understand what might be just beyond the horizon. What do you see in franchising and lending in the foreseeable future? And then, if if you want to take a gamble on it, you know, five years from now. Yeah,
0: you know, there's there's uh there's been several there's been several things that have been um I, I you know I, the past sometimes is the best predictor of the future, and I'm looking at where where the entire uh, small business administration's attitude has been over the last in the last administration, especially the second half of the, uh, of the Obama administration, and then thus far in the Trump administration. and as, and as we both know, they don't agree on a lot. But the one mm-hmm. the one thing that is the one thing that has been very consistent has been their backing of of, of the SBA and those programs Congress and the, and the uh, uh, executive branch have both continued to push resources and guarantees into that program. And it is a self-sustaining program. I mean it's it's uh, you know one of those few government, Programs that actually pays for itself, or the fees that are collected at the beginning for that guarantee from the banks and the borrower, have more than offset the losses over time. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those things that seems like a no brainer, and I think it has been continu- continued to be. So, I think the SBA is in a good, strong position, um, and that makes the banks, you know, banks uh, with that with that type of guarantee behind it, um, again, are are willing to c- continue to lend. Um, I think franchisors right now in that bend are also stronger than they have been on paying attention to things like financing. I mean, Beck, you, you look back to that. I I remember that meeting that was in D.C. that you were at. And and it was everybody wanted to point fingers at each other. And I think both parties stepped back away from that and went, you know, I, I you know there was a lot of then self-analysis and going. Well, maybe we really were to blame here. Maybe we weren't giving each or, or talking to each other or giving each other the information that, that we both needed in order to go forward. And 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 franchisors just thought it was going to happen and never paid attention. And now there's a you know I know that we work directly with hundreds of franchisors. On making sure that they are presenting their case well and that their data is presented well and they give us access to data that, that we can give to our potential funders that would have been unheard of even four or five years ago I mean the, the, the transparency and issues with us is uh, is tremendous and it allows us to go to the marketplace and, and get better and get better money at better rates that better fits their brand and uh, that's kind of exciting. That's kind of the exciting part of our business right now. And I think that the, 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 there's a couple things that are in the market that um, have not been, you know, around before. And I, again, I don't want to get too much into the weeds here, but I'll try to keep it very general. <laughs> um, um, you, you've got you've got uh, some very aggressive um, private private money people, I say aggressive, and I mean that in a good way. I mean, a, a, aggressive in looking at deals, not aggressive in funding bad deals. Um, people that have gone to Wall Street or gone to investor groups and raised capital, that they are then willing to lend into the franchise marketplace. And there are some really, mm-hmm. um, really in, in incredible options there, and there's more all the time. I mean, they're literally able to go and, and uh, you know, not, not like – we uh, not quite like mortgage financing. I don't want them to get scared there, but they actually go to the street, raise securitization dollars, and then are lending those, and they're able to. Those loans are performing at a rate that allows them to be able to do that, um, and so that's that's kind of exciting, and that we're able to get even better money for for folks. And even now, that's even you know slowly moving into the startup phase as well as the as well as the expansion and acquisition phase for franchisees. Um, on the downside of that. There are several um, options that, again, you know, you hit the Internet and you go, oh, look at that, look at this, look at that nice thing. These, the, these credit card receivables moving forward, I mean, when, you're, when they're taking money out of each transaction um, down the road for having lent some working capital lines to, to existing banks, those are real easy, our existing franchisees; those are real easy to get into and almost impossible to get out of. And, and it's become a red flag for other lenders that uh, that never want to come in over the top of them, so it can be limiting. And I, I often caution people that before you go and do that, just call us. Let's see if we can put a working capital line that's a real one in place sure. for you, rather yeah. than going down the sign here, sign here, and they throw money in your account. Uh, that, that can really come back to, to, to haunt you later. So there's some bad things, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I love when you mention about the um, the equity players that are out there. Um, What I've really been impressed upon is, or impressed about, has been their focus on unit economics. And that is something that I, I see now over the last, you know, five years, especially as we've come out of the economic debacle of 2008 to 2012. I love that the franchisors are spending more time and more energy and more focus on unit economics. Um, it is the uh, the basis of franchising. i a big believer of building you know, culture-to-growth type philosophies. You, you have to do it from the ground floor up. So at the end of today's show is quickly approaching. I'd also like to recognize another one of our great sponsors, Retail Solutions, the real estate professionals at Retail Solutions, help franchisees locate, negotiate for, and lease or purchase the retail space, building sites, or build pursuits best suitable for their new business or ventures ventures. Their goal is to have long-lasting relationships with their clients and their marathons, not sprints. They take pride in fulfilling their clients' expansion needs and strategies. Retail Solution clients know that they will be with them for the long haul, with Retail Solutions representing national and regional retail and franchise clients wherever their business growth leads them. Retail Solutions, a member in several national professional organizations, including the International Franchise Association and the International Council of Shopping Centers. Can find retail solutions on the web at retailsolutionsre dot com. Again, we're most thankful for our sponsors. You'll continue to learn from their expertise and advice over the next two weeks. Next Saturday, August 4th, we'll be joined by Tom Spady, a partner at Spadia Lugnana, as we discuss the franchise disclosure document, what it is, and what you should know about it. Then Sherry Sanchez, a principal at Retail Solutions, will join us on Saturday, August eleventh, to discuss the importance finding the right location for your franchise. Jeff, thank you for being our guest this morning. I'd also like to personally thank you for Franch Fund's sponsorship of Franchising and You, which we believe will grow to be an exceptional one-stop resource for individuals exploring franchising. Your confidence and the confidence of our other sponsors is greatly appreciated. Again, thank you.
0: Well, thank you, Paul. I've enjoyed, enjoyed the morning, and uh, I, I appreciate what you guys are doing. I think the more people um, are, the more information, the better decisions that they get to make. And DBS uh, should be very on point um, next week to do that as a critical piece of data that we use in, in analyzing brands before we fund them. And so it's something that, you know, the, the, the franchisees going through that process or prospective franchisees going through that process. I can't overemphasize the need to, to have someone guide you through that FD day because you know it, it's it is very important.
1: Yeah, it's critical. So before we wrap up, uh, please tell our listening audience how they can learn more about Friend Fund and maybe even visit with your team in an upcoming expo.
0: Oh, okay, absolutely. Well, you know, we all have the website, and I and I think our website is very uh, can can help with many things. And it's uh, you know it's it's brandfund.com, F-R-A-N-F-U-N-D.com, FranchiseFunding.com. Um, and you know, there's a short form you can prowl around in there. If you want to just pick up the phone, there's an 800 number to call in. Fill we'll out the short form application. We'll have someone call you. There's no pressure on that. It's really information informational, but we'll, we'll we'll dig in as deep as you. Want to? You want to take the next step from that? Then we start to gather some information from you, and go through what we what we see and how we can best help. We we want to make the process less scary. So you know it's the it's the it's it's the you know you talked about fear earlier, and I think that really sums up what we try to alleviate in most folks.
1: Right. If you'd like to submit questions at any time, please write to me at paul at franchisefoundry.com Our goal is to answer as many questions. As possible on the air, of course, as time permits. But in any event, you can be assured we'll get you the answers or information you're looking for as quickly as possible. Well, that's it for this week. Thank you for including franchising in you as you explore the wonderful world of franchising and business ownership. Dream it, wish it, do it. We're excited to be part of your quest for franchise success. Have a great day and week ahead.
0: When you're happy, you're more optimistic. So try this. Think of your strengths. Could be kindness, a sense of humor, maybe creativity. Got one in mind? Now think of a new way to use one of those strengths every day this week. Could be anything, big or small, as long as it plays to your strengths. The boost in happiness you'll get will be with you for months. Frost, opt for optimism. Less stress means more optimism, and just smelling coffee reduces stress hormone levels, which is convenient because maybe you happen to have a cup of it sitting right next to you. Take a deep sniff, and maybe a sip or two. Frost. Opt for optimism.